Welcome to the Shigon Podcast. This is your host, Jeff Fry. Today I have a very special guest. This man is one of the two men that I gave the most credit for me making it to the major leagues. I, there's no question in my mind I would have not made the major leagues if it wasn't for this guy. And he is, in my mind, the best hitting coach in the last 25 to 30 years. Some people may not believe he's the best, but I do. And I know a lot of the guys that I played with during my career that trained under this guy all believe he's the best in the business. And it's my pleasure to welcome my friend, Rudy Hadamio, to the Shigon Podcast. What's up, Rudy? Thanks, Jeff, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, man. That's the truth. It's the truth. Well, I, I appreciate that. Uh, just just trying to help hitters, you know, that's 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 what I live for. And uh I loved every minute of it, and uh, you know I, I think about hitting every day, so it, it never stops. Well, you're good at it, man. And, and you know, one of the things I was so fortunate when I first signed with the Rangers, uh, I was a pretty good hitter in college, not a very good fielder, but you know, coming into an organization as a first year player, you need good coaching. And man, I was blessed with the Rangers system, and to have a roving hitting coach like you and a roving infield coach like Perry Hill, man, I don't think it could, I could have had two better guys. No, Perry's great. He's still there. Still, still doing there. it. Still there. And I'm going around yep. the country teaching the six F's of fielding taught to me by Perry Hill. And when I do hitting clinics, I teach them the same things you teach. And it's, it's just, uh, I think that's why, <clears throat> excuse me, why I always believed in you is you didn't try to change guys. Guys, you let them do what they did and just try to help them be the best at what they do. And, and I, well, that's what helped me. It's just, you know, you're just like, hey, man. And it was all about confidence, Rudy. You no doubt. No doubt. Always. You know, I think the, the, the thing that separates coaches is if you're, you have to be able to win uh, big league players over. And uh, that was always my challenge. Uh, I said, I got to win this guy over. And then the, the way you win people over is how you talk to him, how you treat him. And, and when you're teaching, uh, you know, it has to work and has to have results. And I've been real fortunate to have a lot of, you know, really good hitters, uh, great hitters or all kinds of hitters. And, uh, but the toughest ones were always guys like you because your mentality was made the difference. Uh, you found a way to give yourself confidence to, to be successful. And uh, I seen you, you know, when we had you and, and then I saw you when you were on the other side. I'll never forget the, the when you hit the cycle against us in Toronto. <laughs> and uh, and then that last the, you needed a single because you'd already hit a home run double and a triple. You needed a single and you hit a ball in the gap. And uh, <laughs> kind of took a little time to get there, but I don't blame you. A cycle's a cycle. And that was great watching that. Yeah. And, I, you know, I felt bad because. You know, before I went up to home plate, I went up to Cito Gas in the dugout, and I said, Cito, what do I do if I hit one in the corner or in the gap? <laughs> he goes, stop it first, because we were winning 11-3. to three. Yeah, yeah. And he goes, stop it first and tell him I told you to. And I was like, all right, man. And sure enough, I can't hit a damn single. <laughs> and, uh, make that big turn and, you know, the big celebration. But, you know, I don't know if you know this part, but the very next day um, – I went over to your side of the field up to Jerry right, right. and apologized to him for stopping it. I remember that. And, Heck, uh, I'd have done the same thing. Hell with it. That was yeah, awesome. I mean, this was, I mean, it's the last year of my career. 
I'm pretty sure the coaches that I had throughout the years knew I wasn't selfish and that I would do whatever it took to win a baseball game. Exactly. The one chance I have to be selfish and I get ripped in the freaking media for it. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's baseball. But Bobby Jones said he'd have done the same thing. He was coaching third. You said the same thing. Palmero said he would have done yep. the same thing. So I don't really give a shit. I hit for That's the right. You hit the cycle. That's what matters. That's right. <laughs> That's right. So I want to talk a little bit about uh, your baseball uh career when you started out you played a little bit of college ball did you, you played in the minor leagues for a little while too right yes yes uh I, I i was born in beville texas which is by corpus and uh probably moved here when i was nine or ten and uh uh played played here at sunset high school and then from there uh, i grew up in oak cliff and from there i went to panola junior college because I wanted to play every day. Uh, obviously, when you're that age, you want to go to Division One schools and so forth. But in my mind, I said, I want to play every day, and then I can go to the school that I want to go to. So I had really two successful seasons, and then I signed with uh, UT in Austin. And uh, I played there one year. Uh, we went to the College World Series, and I got drafted by the Rangers, and I played in the minor leagues. And then uh, actually I, uh, I came home, and then uh, – a couple of years later, I started coaching uh, uh, Sandy Koufax and uh, Pee Wee Reese first, and then those kids actually won a national championship. And then I helped them with Sandy Koufax, and we won another national championship in 82. And I wanted to get back in baseball really bad. So what I did, I got all my little clippings from our World Series championships, and then I went up to Arlington and knocked on the door. And at the time, Joe Klein was the general manager. Uh, got to talk to him, explain to him what I'd been doing. Been doing, and uh, he, then he had me interview with Tom Grieve, who was the farm director at the time. Met with Tom, and two days later, they signed me. And uh, I went to uh, Gulf Coast League and Rookie League, and then I worked my way from there. Seven years in the minor leagues, and then I got to the big leagues with Astros in uh, 90, 91, two, and three. And then I came to the Rangers for 15 years. And then I went to the Cubs for three years. Wow. That's, so, uh, that's, so I've been blessed to be in the big league 22 years, the hitting coach. And that's what, 22 times 162 games? That's a long time, man. So that's, that's, a lot of, that's a lot of games in that dugout. <laughs> that's a lot of games, man. And spring training. Yeah. Nobody had and training. 40, you play 40 every year in spring. So, actually, I've seen over 4,000 games from a big league dugout. Wow. And you had some great hitters. I mean, the who's who of, of at least Astros for sure. When you had Bagwell, Biggio, Caminetti, no the Rangers, you had Juan Gonzalez. Steve Finley. Steve Finley was there. Finley. Eric Anthony. Uh, Luis Gonzalez. <laughs> They were all young guys, you know, in the early 20s. So it, it was a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, Jeff Bagwell's, you know, probably my favorite guy. He was awesome. Always was awesome. So humble. And uh, what a what a, what a a team guy. So I always loved that guy. And uh, I was real fortunate that he asked me to go to his Hall of Fame as well as Pudge. So I was really proud of him. And I was really proud that I had two guys that I'd work with at the same time. So. It, it was it was a uh, uh, great to see them get inducted. Yeah, and and not to mention the other great hitters you've had that you helped 
that weren't Hall of Famers. I mean, obviously not everybody's a Hall of Famer, but I mean, look at Juan Gonzalez. Oh my God, that guy should have been a Hall of Famer. Dean Palmer, Dean Palmer. Monster. You know, I mean, Pudge. I'm pretty surprised when when I saw Pudge for the first time in Gastonia. We knew he was obviously talented, and right, he would swing right. it. You know, you could throw the rosin bag up there and Pudge would swing, but man, he turned into a great hitter. As well as Sosa. Think about it. We had Sosa. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. By you the know, way. actually, I talked to Sosa, say, about a month and a half ago when I was in Dominican. Uh, there was a coach there that grew up with him and doing really well. So he contacted him, and we kind of left a couple of messages uh, back and forth on, on the phone. Really? Sammy was something else. You talk oh, about – you're talking about a guy of confidence. Yeah, he yeah. wasn't uh, <laughs> Another guy you talk about who walked that confidence because he had that walk, that swag, Ruben Sierra. Oh, yeah. So it's just, you know, being coaching, you just – lucky to be at the right place at the right time. I mean, you know, you're only as good as your players. And, uh, you know, I felt like I gave my players all I had. Uh, I cared about them. I fought for them in meetings. And uh, uh, we worked hard and we try to work smart. But, you know, it's just it's just finding a way to win guys over. The, once you do that, they trust you and what you teach and how you go about it. And then, then, then you go to work and that's when people have success because they know you're there. And when the times are low, you pick them up and you get, you, I used to get on guys when they're going good because they can take it. I would never jump on them when they're going bad because I knew that it was bad enough. So it's just being there in the right place, the right time for them. Yeah. And, and I mean, some of these, some of the names, it's just mind-boggling to me how many great hitters came through the Rangers organization and the Astros organization. And I know guys, I heard stories that guys from other teams would come hit with you in the off season because you, I did that. I did that for a few years. Uh, that was, that was, I had to be careful who it was because I didn't want somebody that was say on our division that was going to hurt us. So it was a lot of guys from the other league or national league or, 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 not being in our division, but that was, uh, I went to Florida a lot in those days and a lot of guys came here and I just, I just love teaching and, and, and I still do it today. And, and that's, that's, that's what I love to do. Just get better at it. I learned all the time, you know, after I left, I, I was, my last year was, um, let's see, 12 with the Cubs and I've been out, 11 years before I signed last year with the angels and I'm a better coach now because I had so much time to evaluate and, and see what I did and how I went about it. And I've learned so much. Uh, when I went for the Cubs, we, uh, they were really big in the analytics. So I, I had an early chance to, to get into analytics and learn about them. And I've never really had a problem with it because it's just information and and it's what you do with that information with your hitters, you know, how you prepare them and 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 what kind of plan you're going to have against the analytics. And the analytics is just like Vegas. It's just really giving you putting you the best odds to, to be successful as far as in the in the field and so forth. Hitting wise uh, right now, to me, I call it a collision swing. It's say say. Say you're heading to count three one. You know this guy throws slider. Well, hitters today are just because they know what's coming. They're swinging, so they're attacking the analytics. And the way I teach it is, I get hidden position, 
and let the ball come to me. That that way I can decide whether it's a strike or not. Then I go get it. So I don't predetermine that I know a slider coming and I'm just going to slide out there and get it. You don't know if it's a strike or not. And that's what these guys are doing. That's this whole, uh, you know, I'd never heard this term before when I played was this barrel depth, get your swing started early and the bat stay, stays in the zone. And you're exactly right. It's like, well, just start your swing and the odds are this guy's going to throw that slider. And if he throws it where you're looking, you're going to run into it and hit a homer. But what happens if it's not a strike? When you're already swinging. You're starting your swing back. You know, nothing to me ever happened behind my right hip. I didn't care. I didn't want to be back there. I wanted to go from up high right to the contact point. But now I see all this barrel depth and stuff talked about. And I don't even know what that means, Rudy. So you have to let the you have to get a time the pitcher, get in a hidden position, let the ball come to you, and that tells you yes or no. That simple. 